Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. This is Tim Birch sitting in for Kurt Sumner again this week. And we thought we would stay in-house for a change because there's a lot of things about NSPS that people kind of get, they understand that it's a business, it's an association, what have you, but yet they don't know the people behind it. And we've had a significant change in our accounting position over the past year. So this we thought we'd take this opportunity to sit down with our new accounting manager, Christina Lee, and just kind of get an idea of who she is, what she does there. Uh, because I mean, let's let's be let's face it. Let's let's be honest. This is a big organization run by a very efficient group of people. She manages a substantial budget and a lot of accounts. So there's a lot of work and a lot of knowledge in there. So we thought we would get uh, get get to know Christina a little bit more. So welcome, Christina. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and you know who are you? Where did you come uh, from? <laughs> well. Thank you, Tim. Um, I was born in Colorado at an Air Force base. My dad was in the Air Force and uh, he decided to move us, when I say us, it's the whole family to Virginia. And we lived in Northern Virginia uh, for about 27 years. And then I moved to Martinsburg, West Virginia, which is about an hour, hour and a half from where uh, my mom lives in Sterling. And I'm married to a wonderful man named Charles. I have a 12-year-old son named Elijah, and our zoo consists of two dogs, four <laughs> cats, and two fish. Very good. Well, I didn't know that about you, that you were, you as well, were, I, I say an Air Force brat. You weren't a brat, but uh, I was as well. I was, uh, my my father bounced around, and I bounced around in the Air Force, and uh, I was born in New Jersey, of all places. Uh, wow. So, hey, we've got, I didn't realize we had something in common besides, yep. uh, besides NSPS. Well, very good. All right. Well, accounting, you know, the glamorous world of accounting. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, where your, your educational background there, what enticed you to get into accounting and what you did for, uh, for your education and, uh, and how you got really into a career in accounting. Well, um, I started working briefly with accounting when I worked for Paul Green's School of Rock Music. Um, I know it's kind of weird to say that, you know, you're working with accounting at a rock school, but I would help out, you know, with Laura, who was the owner at the time. She had a branch in Vienna, Virginia, and that really helped me figure out what I wanted to do in life. So I started with my associates in accounting and to make sure that that was something that I really wanted to do. And then I got my bachelor's degree. And after going through all of that schooling, I said, well, I might as well get my master's. Uh, it's crazy, but I got my master's. I actually have three master's degrees. 
My first is in accounting. My second is in business analytics, where I learned how to do coding and learn the analytics of certain companies or putting data into a software to run the analytics on your the company's future. And then finally, I got my master's in business administration, which is more of the management side for uh, running a company. People do tell me that I'm crazy for going to school for so long, um, but I love keeping my mind active and learning new things. Uh, that that you know what I I knew that you you had you know that many degrees and that you know that that high of education. I guess I really never until now put it all together. Um, you're one smart cookie, and uh, I better watch my step around you. So <laughs> thank very, you. <laughs> very, well, it just that goes more to goes more to attest that uh, we're in good hands uh, financially with with you at, at the helm of the accounting department. Um, your current role as accounting manager at NSPS, what the heck would entice you to want to come to Frederick to run, run an accounting department for a bunch of crazy surveyors? Well, crazy surveyors, crazy runs in my family, right? So my husband <laughs> works for the state of Maryland. Okay. <laughs> with my husband working for the state of Maryland, it's literally right across the parking lot. Um, you know, we, we get to carpool together, which is a benefit for us. And at my last employer, I didn't feel like my education and my accounting background was being used, utilized as the, to my full potential. You know, even though I was the finance director, I feel, I felt like I had more for myself. Yeah. Um, so I, when I saw the ad for the accounting manager position, and all the requirements, I knew that this was something that I could do because I had the education, I had the skill set, and I knew that this was something that I could do. Now there were investments that were, you know, asked if I did know how to do investment accounting, you know, for the investment sides that we have, and I didn't, and I was honest with Kurt and Bob Jupin at the time about that, and they didn't see that as a problem. I learned the investment accounts, and it's actually something that I really enjoy doing monthly because I see where the money was invested and, and how it's growing for the company. Oh, very good. Well, and I guess that kind of leads into my next question. You know, you're now come, you come, you've come in, you're, you're a, a, a one woman army handling all of the, the accounting uh, side of things. Um, and I think that's what I really want to make sure that, that people, our listeners and our members really realize the whole depth and breadth of the accounting side of NSPS. Besides, I mean, obviously we've got the NSPS, the operational budget. I mean, what are a lot of the other things that I don't think people really truly realize that like the investments you have to have your hand in? I mean, what other things are you doing on a daily basis that is covers basically the, the entire width of, of what NSPS has their hands in? Well, they, I mean, you talked about the operational budget. I mean, just to, to touch on some things right there. Mm -hmm. um, I close the books uh, by the 10th business day of every month. So right now, the figures that I'm going to give you are for the end of July because I have not closed the books officially for August yet. Um, but as of July 31st, 2021, NSPS has used only 49.2% of the budget. 
So what that means is we're at, in July, we were only about half of where we needed to be, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. So we're 10% under our expenditures for the first seven months of July. Um, I, I work with, uh, the, we have different programs for CST, we have Trickstar, CFEDS, and we also have the foundation. Um, going into CST, which is um, up 12% on the income side over 2020. I know, obviously, we all know COVID hit in 2020 and everything, you know, took a plummet. But we are, we as a whole, NSPS is on the way up from recovering from taking those hits. Uh, the exams are up and the renewal fees are up under the CST program. And when you look at the income as opposed to the expenditures for CST, we are up 5% total on the profit and loss for 2021, which is great. That is good. Well, and I, you know, and I guess that's part of what, uh, I, like I said, I don't think people really realize the value of the information that you're providing besides the, over, the obviously the financial oversight, but the information mm -hmm. you're providing that, well, take last year versus this year, and we think it should rebound, but there was no guarantee it would rebound. You're giving right. us the concrete numbers that, yes, it has, there has been a rebound and it's this much. So you're helping to quantify what exactly what's going on, which is fantastic. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's not where it, where we want it to be, um, but the fact that there is growth and we're not in the red is always a good thing. Um, the I did a Excel report showing where we were and I do it each month so that way I can send it to the CST board if everyone anyone wants to look at it and projecting to where we were last year projecting to where we are going into 2022 we're up about 30,000 which is good but not great right. and I feel like a slow advancement and a slow recovery is better than a fast one because it can take a plummet at any time. So if we have a, a slow advancement and something, some things happen, it's not going to be such a drastic hit. Exactly. Oh, exactly. And really we didn't know what to anticipate coming out of, you know, hardcore COVID last year. We're still mm -hmm. kind of in the air on where it's going to, go uh, with all the variants going on right now. So having this information in front of us, we know how much more we need to press, how much, you know, at what point do you let your foot off the gas a little bit, um, which is honestly is never, but it's a good, it's a, to me, it gives us a good indication of where, where we are, how much we need to go, you know, a little bit harder or we're okay. Um, so that's, that's always a great, great thing. And uh, like I said, I always appreciate seeing the numbers because it really helps quantify what we're doing right and where we can, we can and need to pick up some things. And um, right. um, I guess in looking through all of those accounts and all of those responsibilities, I <laughs> have to, I have to ask you when you first came in and uh, we're going to, I, I do have to talk about Bob Jupin a little bit because as much everybody loves Bob <laughs> in his, in his own way. Um, obviously he was, a, he's a, was very meticulous, very anal retentive accounting manager, which those two things together are very, very good. Um, Correct. What, what was your impression of 
his overall, I mean, like I, I've got, we kind of kid around about the Jupin method. Uh, yes. What was it? Was it a little overwhelming at first? Uh, I felt very overwhelming. Um, I told my husband, I was like, I don't know if I can handle this. You know, it was just so <laughs> much information at one time. And he just told me, just take notes because I'm a very good note taker. Take notes, write things down, absorb as much information from him as you can. And I did. And, and Bob has been great. We're actually just wrapping up, finish working together. He's been a consultant for me through the past nine months which has been fabulous because there's no way I would have been able to be where I'm at if it wasn't for him staying on board and, sure. and helping me. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in the process of me taking on this role, I haven't changed much from what he has done. Um, I still keep meticulous record keeping. I hold up to the accounting standards. Uh, the only thing that I've really changed is streamlining certain things, making my job easier and going into the future. Um, like example, just paying bills online. You know, there's certain bills right. instead of sending a paper check, like for the electric or, you know, something simple like that. Just because we had a big problem with the mail. I'm sure everyone has back in December, January, the checks were getting lost in the mail. So I spoke to Kurt about it and just paying things online were easier for me. Um, and it just, I wanted to make sure all the bills were paid on time. So sure. that was one thing. Um, how I keep my files organized. I'm, I'm very earth oriented. I like to recycle. I don't like to print a lot of paper. So I keep a lot of stuff on my hard drive. Everything's on the computer. I make copies of everything. So I have two copies, but mainly everything is on my computer. Um, and I'd like to turn this role into a more technical role instead of you know everything being paper form like i just said so right I, i'm gonna now call this the lee method instead of the <laughs> stupid method yes i like that <laughs> i like that and so does nsps we appreciate that Great. Uh, and i and I, I i laugh about that the only reason i laugh about that is that many many years ago there was a big push um we had a governor from california that he actually brought together several motions about going paperless and all this. Mm -hmm. and, and this was probably 2011, 2012. And I think back and I go, how much paper we've still burnt through, through all of that. So having yeah. somebody in your position with, especially financial documents, uh, staying away from printed copies and various things, uh, kudos. I love that. I, I love that. And I, uh, it's, it's definitely the, the direction we want to go. So uh, like I said, I applaud you for your efforts and get in and making that happen. That's awesome. Thank you. I mean, I, there's certain records that I have to print and I have to keep for seven years, you know, per the standards. Right. And, and I still follow all of that, but you know, going forward, I'm going to only make, you know, one copy of like the batch deposits that I do. So that way there's not two. just so, you know, just to streamline things a little bit easier. Sure. Sure. Well, I guess that kind of leads me to my next question. And I, you know, we, we've we've lived through. I hope I'm not dating myself, and I hope you're old enough to remember a few of these things. I mean, the Enron stuff, and mm -hmm. you, well, you, the the WorldCom was a little bit before that. But uh, um, there's been some things go, you know, happen in the accounting world over the past 
10, 15 years that, uh, you know, accounting really is needing to tighten up, tighten up and a few procedural changes and checks and balances. Good financial practices and procedures. I mean, what obviously with with uh, the amount of education and amount of training you've had through through uh, the accounting process. I mean, how does that how does that help you? in trying to follow those procedures uh, to, to really to make sure that everything's covered, that there's not things that can slip through the cracks at times? Well, as you know, I mean, fraud is a big thing. And especially right now with the pandemic, there's so many people that are getting taken advantage of. And I've been a victim of fraud myself. Every year when I do my taxes, I have to get a PIN number, you know, so that way they know that it's me, you know, processing my taxes. So. I'm very familiar with fraud and the way that NSPS has it set up so that way uh, we can keep our fraud, you know, at zero is where basically where obviously where we want it. Um, if any invoices or bills that we get in have to be approved by at least two people. And I say at least two because either the treasurer or the executive director can sign it, you know, and approve it to be paid or the office manager and the executive director can sign it if it's under a certain amount of money. Very good. Um, there, there are some invoices that I will have all three sign it. It, it really, just so everyone knows what's going on, you know, and, and what's being paid. Once I enter in an invoice and I print the checks, the person that prints the checks cannot sign the checks. So the checks go to the executive director. He makes sure I put a backup of the copy of the invoice with it. He reviews it, makes sure it's correct. I get the check back. I mail out the checks. That's one of the main issues with fraud is making sure that all the bills are going to who they say that they are going to and that they've been approved. Sure. It's not just a fake invoice that, you know, someone sent in or I created and I'm, you know, paying myself. Um, there's also with the payroll, payroll is biweekly, and that is also approved by the executive director and the treasurer after I, I put the backups of the pay stubs in there so that way he can see, you know, that we're not paying someone for extra time and everything's the same as it was uh, the previous week. Good, good. Well, and I suppose this probably a lot of some of your monitoring also has to be the online accounts to make sure that you're seeing that all of a sudden there's not several line items that uh, somebody's hacked into wherever and, and, and drawing on our accounts as well. So I correct. It's, it's gotta be a full time. I mean, obviously it's a full time job. Yes. I, I mean, I look at the accounts every day, the, the general, all the general accounts. I look at the investment accounts on Mondays and Fridays just to make sure that everything's copacetic and everything's running the way that it should. Um, so that way, if there happened to be something that came up or something that looks suspicious, I can be on it and get in contact with the bank right then instead of waiting until the end of the month when I'm running the financials and getting every, every, everything approved with that. Yeah, that's just good financial sense to start with. And yeah, having you do that on our behalf for the association is, uh, is fantastic. Um, then I guess the, the, the last piece of that, uh, with the transfer uh, positions from from Bob to you, uh, we went through an audit process just to make mm -hmm. sure that everything that Bob had done was. I mean, obviously, it's it's almost it's almost like a process to clear his name that he did everything right and right. To give you a little bit of uh, a relief that you know what you're being handed 
everything is in order. Uh, tell us a little bit about that audit process. And I mean, d did it did it provide you some reassurance that yes, everything? I mean, as anal as Bob is about his records, everything is as good as it looks. Absolutely. I didn't have a doubt that there was going to be any issues. Uh, when we got the audit report back from the auditors, there were no changes that they thought that needed to be made. Um, you know, and, and having the Budget and Finance Committee review the audit report and then sending it to leadership and having everything approved to them really gave me confidence that we are running the books the way they should. And there's nothing left for me to clean up coming on board and I can run the books the way that Bob ran the books. So, you know, leadership should be comfortable. All our 16,000 members should be comfortable and the rest of the staff should feel comfortable as well. Well, very good. Well, and it, you know, that, that, that is a comfort, that is reassuring. And it, it, it does, it make, makes me feel good that, you know, here's the person that's, I mean, your name is, is, is on all of these things to, to, basically be authorized to be in charge of all of these accounts and the oversight and for you to say yes we're everything's in or in good order and in good standing uh yeah that 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 helps me sleep at night a little bit to be honest with you so that's that Great. is that is awesome um all right well we talked a little bit about bob and coming in and you evaluating what do you see i mean besides the 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 uh, going a little more green with less printing and such Mm -hmm. Do you see things that you want to do with your position and our accounting process? I mean, are there areas of growth and, uh, for lack of a better term, um, stuff we can streamline even more and make and make even better to make us an even better organization? Do you have personal goals for your position? I do. Um, I've actually spoken to Trish about this, and my first goal once my busy accounting season dies down, uh, which generally happens at, towards the end of October, early November. Um, our budget is generally 600 line items. Um, the budget at my last job was about 50. So yeah, working with this budget has been very intensive. And most of our income comes from our membership dues from the direct bills and the 100% joint membership program that we have. Um, in saying that, when Trish and I work together on projecting the future budget, because there are some states that pay calendar year, which is January to December, some states pay fiscal year, which is June or July to June. And then there's a few that pay towards the end of the year. So when the numbers are getting inputted into the database, if the renewal period date or expiration date isn't entered correctly, then the membership SKUs are going to be off. Right. So Tr Trish and I have spent, we spent probably 10 days just working on membership revenue alone. And my goal is trying to st streamline a better way on how to project the numbers in the future because I feel like my time and Trisha's time could have been spent on other items on the budget as opposed to spending so much time on, you know, pulling this membership data. Sure. So I don't know if I need to look for a different program or if there's something I can get in addition to, you know, the QuickBooks software that I use. Um, but that is something that I'm going to, I'm going to work on starting in November. Very good. 
Uh, well, you know, and you're right. It's it it does obviously skew the numbers having different collection times throughout the year. That you know, we've got a yearly budget based upon right. a fiscal you know a calendar year, and yeah, if you're collecting membership dues throughout the year, sometimes you're way ahead, sometimes you're way behind, and just it's it just seems like you never have a good handle on it without a lot of work and like you said, chasing a bunch of numbers back down just to make sure where you're at. And uh, correct, I can, I can definitely appreciate having to, to run through all of that effort just to make sure that everything's, everything is like you said, uh, in going in the right direction, because I'll be honest with you. And that's something we, you know, we, we are facing as an association. Um, Whether we like it or not, we're going to be losing members over the next few years, just from attrition, Um, not not anything of our doing. It's just going to be attrition. And uh, obviously, that's something we've got to set uh, our our association goals for for membership and revenues and various things. So uh, having your information backing up everything where it's at is very critical. And so I we appreciate your efforts. Thank you. All right. Well, you know, we're getting we're getting wound up here. So um, I guess the last question I have for you is um, from someone that uh, obviously knows her her uh, pluses and minuses from accounting and and the whole processes and procedures. How does NSPS look for our future financial health? I mean, really, how do we how do you think we're setting and. you know, what, what kind of perspective do you have on how we're going to look for, for the future? Well, without going into specific numbers, uh, NSPS does have funds set away for a rainy day, which is always beneficial. Um, we're not, we're not working basically paycheck to paycheck or, you know, payments, money's received, money's received. So, um, you know, with the first seven months in 2021 being in the black, 5% um, and still being in the pandemic, I feel is is great. And we're on the slow path of moving towards the pre-COVID numbers. Um, I did a little bit of research and even going back to 2019 on certain items and in certain areas, we are higher in 2021 than we were in 2019, even though we're still in a pandemic. So one thing that really... I really looked into with being here was the paycheck protection program that is what was being offered right. you know, from the federal government. And Kurt and I talked about this and we chose not to go with it. And the reason why is because we are, we're strong where we're at. We have money saved away that if we needed to dip into extra funds, either from, you know, CDs maturing within 2021 or just funds that we have in the money market account, we would be okay. The thing about the paycheck um, protection program is that you still have to pay that money back. And we weren't sure if there was going to be like a fee involved or, you know, some type of percentage to pay back to the government. So we didn't even want to explore that area because we are financially stable where we're at. Well, that's good. And to hear that from our accounting manager is like, I hate to keep using the word reassuring, but it is. It, it makes me feel feel pretty good because um, I can say just, you know, what little bit I do watch the the 
other organizations, not even just just surveying, but other organizations nationwide that mm -hmm. uh, they're not they're not necessarily sitting as well as we are financially, and they've had problems. They've had um, uh, fin financial issues internally. To, um, some, you know, like you said, fraud that that mm -hmm. takes place. Um, that you know, bottom line is the members of NSPS and our state affiliates. Uh, should be very proud and very confident of where NSPS stands right now, post, you know, sort of post pandemic as we're coming out of this, um, that we have come out of it in pretty good, uh, pretty good standing. And uh, I'd say in it, uh, I think a lot of that credit goes to the, the, the fiscal responsibility of Bob Jupin and now handing the baton over, over to you. And uh, like I said, I can't thank you both enough for, for doing a great job. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited to see, where NSPS is going, and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to being a part of the strategic planning committee and helping with the memberships and see, you know, where the trends are falling and, and you know, what our age group is. I know we've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited to see where we're going to go, and, and I'm very happy to be here. Well, we're, 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 we thank our lucky stars every day that, that you are here working with us and uh, you're part of the team because. Uh, it is an awesome team. I mean, they're small but mighty uh, all the way around, and it's it's great to have you. And for those listeners that are that are possibly going to be attending our fall meetings, Miss Christina is going to be there to help out and be be there to to chip in and uh, and 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 be there to answer questions for whatever else we we've got for her that uh, that I haven't sat here and thought of that uh, you can riddle her with even tougher questions than what I know to know to ask. <laughs> but, uh, so no, it's uh, things are looking quite well, and we appreciate your time and taking a, taking a little time out of your day to really, like I said, to explain to our listeners slash members that NSPS is in in a, in really great shape, and we're in really great hands as well. So thank you again for for talking to me, and uh, we look forward to to seeing you at our fall meetings. Absolutely. Yep. If you want to chat again, I'm here. You know, you you know where I'm at. So yes, just let me good. know. Well, that'll wrap it up for this this week's edition of Surveyor Says. Uh, we are winding up closer and closer to episode 100. Uh, let's you need you to pay attention to social media, and we're gonna have a few giveaways, a few surprises, and uh, we appreciate everybody that does uh, subscribe and, and listen in every week. Uh, bottom line is, we're here for you and trying to bring bring you survey information that we want want you to hear so until next time we'll see you then thanks you've been listening to the surveyor says podcast brought to you by the national society of professional surveyors if you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic please email us at info at nsps.us.com and we are here to help Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor. Surveyor.